Hey there, Yohanyaks. Uh, so let me tell you about the time that Murphy's Law kicked in and really anything that could have gone wrong went wrong, but somehow, miraculous, miraculously, still have about a just shy of an hour worth of content that I still think is very good and usable. So this episode is obviously another blessing uh, from tragedy. And it's uh, one of my one of my friends I made up here actually at the gym, Ben. And he is someone who recently has gone through honestly, you know, extreme transformation in his life and realization and has been opened up to a lot of important things. And specifically, his story relates to his, um, I guess we'll call it discovery of his ADHD and um, then dealing with that and moving forward in life and how um, and, and how he has now in this period of extreme growth and is, is out of this really tough crash and burn, you know, a uh, Phoenix is, is literally coming out of the ashes and, and he is really, and you can tell, even though I didn't know him beforehand, but, uh, it's something that you can really see and you can tell when people are, are on a serious journey of growth and discovery. And that's what he is. So, uh, long story short though, he, he does uh, boxcar films, photography, boxcarphotography.com, I think, but he, he does wedding photography. And so he said, Hey, I've got equipment. Let's, let's do video. Let's, I mean, blow this thing out of the water. So it was pretty exciting. And we went to set it up and we, we did the thing. And then turns out a couple times throughout the two hour conversation are the cameras shut off for various reasons. So we're like, okay, that's fine. We lost some clips, but we were able to recap it. And I was like, at the very least, we'll still have some usable you know, if not, we if we can't piece this together and make one succinct episode, we'll make a. We can use the 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 video for clips and whatnot. We have all the audio because we were recording on a uh, on independent mics, and so they had uh, they weren't necessarily attached to the audio or the video. I mean, well, then upon reviewing the footage, we had a camera on me and a camera on him, and the camera on him was completely out of focus. So, none of only me. <laughs> who I did roughly half the talking, you know, give or take, maybe 48%, maybe 54%, who knows. But, and I thought, I don't want to have all the audio, but then only have me. There's not a, there's not a good clean way to do that. So said, scrap the video. We'll do audio only. And so gets the audio file, sends it my way. And then ready for this. So the first hour is good. And in all is about two hours of audio breaks included. Cause we didn't stop recording the audio. So cut out a couple, five, 10 minute breaks or whatever. We've got maybe an hour 40 or an hour and a half. And it turns out that after one of the breaks, our mics decided to get a little echoey. I guess maybe we were sitting too close to each other or something happened and they started picking each other up. And what developed was a gnarly echo for each person talking, meaning you would hear us and hear us twice. And as someone who is a bit of a stickler sometimes about certain audio things within a podcast, I, in good faith, cannot release that half of the audio. However, the first, I think about 50 minutes was completely usable and is still enough of a complete conversation, at least around um, what happened in his story, that I want to release it because I want to put it out there. Now, we might sit back down and try this all over again, but at the very least, we learned some important, valuable lessons about, you know, he was about, you know, maybe we should have some monitors set up and, and, and maybe doing some test runs and figuring things out, but... We, we, we learned about, you know, when you make severe mistakes or, or when you make severe mistakes like that, guess what? You learn some pretty invaluable lessons about like, you know, one time when my wife's car got 
door checked and I don't think anything extreme was stolen because she didn't keep anything in there, but it got rummaged through and we thought, wow, now we learned the important lesson of even, even if we're sure that we locked our cars when we got home right before bed, now what we do is we always go and we lock our cars or make sure they're locked. And guess what? Sometimes to our surprise, oh, I did, I hadn't locked the car. It had been sitting there unlocked since I got home. So things happen. And so there's ways to insulate ourselves. And I think this was a good lesson in that, you know, now I was personally really excited and you'll hear me reference that this is the first ever video podcast and I could cut that out and redo that and clip that all out. But I thought, nah, might as well just expose myself as a liar and a hypocrite and you can maybe have a nice chuckle at how none of <laughs> what I purport in, 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 in the beginning is actually, is an actuality. You might say, you said there's video, where's the video? There's no video. Yeah, there's no video, not on this one. And so that's what happened though. And I, I believe in being fully transparent and being authentic on the podcast. So all in all, it was still a great conversation. And what we do have is a, is a solid portion of that conversation. So if it sounds like it kind of ends abruptly, that's mainly wise because we paused at that point and then everything from, from there forward through the end of the conversation, which was a little bit redundant after listening to all the, uh, audio, uh, all of it is, was not usable, sadly. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's what's happening here, and I still think we got a good story out of Ben, and I think he has a great story. And if you are someone, you know, I would love to hear any feedback that that you have and come from this. So, and I think there's a lot of good insights made, specifically related to ADHD, but also just life in general and how to cope with that, because I think that's something that is a prevailing factor in our culture. Whether it's people, um, we are we are almost what's the word we're almost nurtured to be you know to act in ADHD fashions with social media um and so it expands upon an already problem that is where people are genetically predisposed but we get into all that in the conversation so without further ado here was my blessings from tragedy sit down with Ben specifically around his ADHD and dealing with that so here we go Hey, Hanyaks. Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. First ever, I would say, high-quality video edition. I'm here with my good friend, Ben. All credit to him for this setup. I'm, <laughs> As you guys know, I'm simple. It's computer, mic, my voice. But uh, Ben, who is a, into photography and videography and does it professionally, wanted to go all out, and I was like, absolutely. So in some ways, it almost feels a little bit more like his podcast. But... <laughs> We're here bringing you the latest edition of The Blessings from Tragedy, and we're going to talk a little bit about Ben's story and some of the things that he has overcome and some of the tragedies he has come through and uh, where that has gotten him now and the things he has learned from it and how he's better for it. So uh, thank you, Ben, for being willing to do this and take the time. And I mean, this is all you here, all these cameras, so I really, really appreciate it. But it's exciting. Big news. Um, yeah, we can just jump into it then. No need for me to belabor anything because I can ramble. I'm too good at it. So. I can also ramble. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't we start with a brief introduction? To just So I'll t- say this. We met at the gym. I know. if you've uh, Maybe 15 or 20 episodes ago. It was yeah. actually funny. I talked about how um, at the gym... Like, I was never one of those chatty people. And I actually, actually, I was like, I could get annoyed sometimes when I see friends. Because I, I saw a friend at the gym, and he talked. And I was, like, mid-set, and he didn't read the room about it. Uh, but now, like, since alone. being in Denver, yeah. though, I've, 
I like with you, we talk a lot, and then I, there's like four other people at the gym that I now will like stop my workout and like don't care, and I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll chit chat. I don't know what's changed, call me a hypocrite, but that's how we met, and then we just talked a little bit, and uh, come to find out, Ben, you've got a really cool story. So, um, and I think it fits right in with what I'm wanting to do and kind of shift this podcast, podcast in some sense to be. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, so I'm from Wisconsin, uh, came out to Denver um, and winter away here, shoot uh, weddings out here now. Um, yeah, uh, that's my, my, main, my main thing here is, I guess, photo, video work, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, freelance for primarily for weddings and then some corporate gigs. Okay. So that's kind of like my professional thing. Uh, met you at the gym because I was like, I need to, I heard Vasa was a spot to go to uh-huh. uh, to get some good uh, actual weights. You know, you don't have... Don't have uh, or you have all the the squat machines and whatnot. To you don't have to way. worry about a lunk alarm. Oh, like a planet man. Fitness. Yeah. dude, I would set that thing off every every time I work. Yeah. Out. Well, and then they like you love the sled, so it's like oh, you actually yeah. have the sled. So, so yeah, I came out here and I, I bounce around a lot from Wisconsin to here. To I'll be in a lot in Tennessee, uh, Phoenix, and Salt Lake mm-hmm. probably in the next year. So, um, it's going to be a quite quite the ride. So kind of I'm uh, not a nomad, but like mm-hmm. <laughs> starting to transition a little bit too much to that kind of lifestyle almost I feel like but, mm-hmm. but yeah um and then uh more recently to get kind of on topic of what we're going to talk about is um I've been diagnosed with ADHD since I was a child mm-hmm. and when I was a child um my parents uh you know didn't really be- fully believe that it was a thing and my grandparents didn't either and my grandparents used to tell me like spit out the pill and like yeah. act like you're taking it and then my mom would get calls when I not take the pill and uh uh, from the and they'd be like, "What the heck? Did he not take his pill?" Mm-hmm. And this and that. And um, I was always bouncing off the walls. My, you know, with ADHD, there's a lot of ways that it changes your life uh, and affects your life. Um, and it's been kind of a crazy story uh, from there. So, I mean, do you want me to go into? I assume, uh, kind of like how that started for me to like realize that happened. Yeah. Um, and and when? Yeah. Yeah. Just go ahead, man. Yeah. So um, when I was. Uh, but in the last six months, I was at the gym um, back in Wisconsin, and I uh, had a bunch of caffeine. Um, at that point in my life, I was drinking like two energy drinks a, a day, which is about 300 milligrams of caffeine. And then I, I, I loved I, – I got into coffee because mm-hmm. it helped me perform, um, not at all, completely blind. I was coping with caffeine this whole time. Uh, completely blind to it. And um, so I was up on 300 milligrams of caffeine, uh, no food in my stomach. Uh, then I went to a different coffee shop, which kind of threw me off and I got another like large caffeinated espresso coffee, um, there. And I thought I asked for decaf because mm-hmm. I usually would do that. Uh, cause I was like, Oh, I got enough caffeine with this. And then I went to the gym and almost like plast out, like the doctor said, a vasovagal response. Oh, um, yep. and there was about a two week period where I had to completely, or I didn't have to, I chose, I was like, okay, let's address, this is a, a glaring problem. Something happened with my body. Let's address this. And I couldn't get into the doctor for two weeks. So for that two week period, I cut out all caffeine and I was like, what is going on? And it wasn't just like a crash. Mm-hmm. It was like my whole, everything was just turned upside down. Okay. Um, and so I, before going to the doctor, I went to, back to my mom and I said like, like I had this theory. I was like, okay, mom, you started working at Pepsi. Like when do you start working at Pepsi when you bring home these big cases of pop and like I would drink these just cases on cases of, of soda, um, for since ninth or 10th grade, when she said she started yeah. working there. Okay. So, and my grades perked up around ninth or 10th grade. So then th- I was like, Oh, maybe I don't need this, this Ritalin at the time mm-hmm. I was on Ritalin. 
And so I had backed off that and then, uh, and, and not had taken it for like I don't know, 12 to 15 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it, it was like this eye opening, like, holy crap, I was coping with caffeine on something that like was not exactly the right drug or mm-hmm. per se stimulant yeah. um, to help me with that. And actually for me, it's, it's actually more about a more holistic approach and trying to be as close to being an, uh, I guess, uh, a natural approach to mm-hmm. medicating for ADHD and what that means for me, like what that, that transition has made. And that's been an interesting thing over the last six months for sure. So that's yeah. kind of the, the wow. eye-opening, like, holy crap, like something uh-huh. is up. Like, right. And I think w- one thing I want to say, too, with like ADHD is it's such a hard conversation because I think in some ways our society is structured to stifle the natural, energetic, rambuant, uh, um, uh, rambunctiousness. Rambuance. There we go. Mixing words. Rambunctiousness of, like, little boys because... But then at the same time, I think, for, for example, I by no means sit here and look at you and be like, yeah, you're full. You're just an energetic person. It's like there are, there are plenty of people out there that are diagnosed with it. And so, yeah. I mean, do you want to talk? And you clearly wrestled with that between your parents and your grandparents and growing up. And, and it's hard, I think it's hard to define that line. But um, so you quit cold turkey on caffeine, which is very brave because you, everyone knows there's withdrawals. But yeah. then on top of that... You said it was it was really really foggy. So, talk to me then about once you had this realization, um, and and where where did you go, and what was life like when trying to tr- make that transition to that holistic? Yeah. So approach. the doctor made some suggestions, and there's actually some different research out there, actually from UW Madison, mm-hmm. about uh, treating ADHD um, in a more like supplement, a natural yeah. uh, supplement. Like uh, a big one would be um, fish oil, okay. uh, vitamin D. Um, and then I take, I mean, I could go up to the, the bathroom here and grab all my vitamins that I take in the morning. It's literally like I call it my morning blend because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I take just a ton of different vitamins now, um, uh, like a ADK, um, uh, blend, mm-hmm. uh, that's all in one gummy, um, probiotic, um, I take a multi as well. Vitamin D, like I said, fish oil, um, there's a bunch actually in a book by John Gray who wrote Mar- uh, when we're, Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. There's a book about ADHD and I took some of the stuff like from him uh, out of that book and like um, actually I have the Scylla, I can't even say it, it's a, something L-carnitine. Oh yeah. Um, I have that. Um, that, that I've, I've just recently started in the last, well I tried a different version of it over the last month um, for focus and then um, like just a, like mercury, calcium, mm-hmm. um, magnesium, not mercury, sorry, magnesium, calcium, zinc. You say mercury will kill you. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then ashwagandha is a, another oh. one for like uh, anxiety, depression. Mm-hmm. I, I've always just taken that mostly because I just like the taste of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a child at heart, so I've, yeah. they're all, almost all of them. Any, if I can get it in gummy form, oh, I'm man. eating it. Game changer. I mean, it's, why not? Yeah. Like, what's? It's funny how we're like, we're like, gummies are for kids. You're an adult now. Take, and it's like, why can't I have the gummy? Right. It's delicious and it's an easier form exactly. to get it. Like, exactly. why do we have to stigmatize it? Because I'm an adult. Yeah, no, honestly. Gummies every time. Honestly, though, yeah. So, that's interesting. So, I guess um, you've learned then a lot about. There's a tie then to some diet-related deficiency or vitamin yep. nutrient deficiency, I guess, is there is there one or several that are kind of the key players that 
contribute to ADHD then? Yeah, so it, diet, coming into diet on that side of things is making sure that you're eating like fresh, grain, uh, fresh fruits, vegetables, mm -hmm. um, some sort of protein that, you know, can be anything. It could be, vegan. I eat a lot of yeah. vegan proteins. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, fo focusing on getting away from processed foods. Right. Which is like, this is stuff that just helps everyone, right? Like this is- In general. Stuff, right. We've, we've put ourselves into a pit right. of the standard American diet. And right. now it's just like, look, everyone needs to get out of that. Like right. the, the starting point is, hey, quit eating crap, start eating something good. And then yeah. from there, you can start to tailor it as like, oh, actually this approach is better for me or this one. Yeah. And because people respond differently. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think- um, Exercise where we met was is yep. a big big thing. Um, incorporating and making sure I have a consistent sleep schedule, exercise mm -hmm. schedule. Um, consistency is I think the biggest key, and I think that also is just compounds on each other, right? Yeah. Like you have this consistent you know sleep, exercise, this and that, and and I go for usually five to ten miles of walking every day, mm -hmm. which is a lot. Um, so I, I would say everyone should be getting five miles, period. But it's the same stuff that, like, again, everyone can deal with. But, like, how I uh, said it to my last partner, because she also had ADHD, is, um, you know, we have to do all this stuff to come to a baseline where people, their mental capacity mm -hmm. is there, um, where we have to, like, do all this stuff to get to that baseline. Right. You're starting else, from here. If, right. if, if, say, I'm just a regular dude, I'm already at here. There's no mm. deficiency in my mm. mental chemistry. You guys have that deficiency and have to try extra hard to get to exactly. the baseline. Exactly. Okay. Um, and I used to, I didn't realize it until later, too, is, like, I used to play the drums for my church. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that active movement actually... I uh, read in a book uh, recently that that actually creates a lot more gray matter in your brain mm -hmm. as well. So it's all it's all your brain, right? right. Like everything is, uh, you know, brain uh, driven. Um, so like, yeah, having that active uh, musical thing where I went from drums to guitar, and then now I don't ha I don't have the space to play mm -hmm. anything. I'm like, you're you don't have that natural movement that might have carried me through a little bit better uh -huh. in my middle school, high school years when I was able to play the drums, you know, and do mm -hmm. that. And I remember even playing the drums, when I get a beat, I would feel like this weird sensation in my, in my brain when yeah. I finally got it. It was the weirdest thing ever to say, and I, I, don't, I still don't know what that is. Um, and so I remember having that growing up, like when I'd finally get something down and it was like I'd slow it down and do it, that active, that movement. And I think that that's mm -hmm. the big thing for me too is I'm on the hyperactive side of it. So many people are diagnosed with the like more inattentive mm -hmm. kind of quieted side. They're just, then they just do the other side. Oh, they're just introverted. Right. They're just quiet, mm -hmm. you know, and that, especially in women gets massively underdiagnosed mm. um, for women. So that was another, another eye opening thing that I, I came across uh, to is just like understanding like what, like me, um, I know people that, you know, they need, they need more space away to reset themselves. Um, and I need more space to get out and like get this energy out mm -hmm. and be doing something and like get that out there. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so let's, let's, t let's back up and kind of get some definitions in going to make sure, because I think we all kind of think we have a general understanding, but just to be as specific as possible. So you have ADD and you have ADHD mm -hmm. kind of differentiate those two for me and what the, and, and, and then, and then maybe talk about if it's a specific chemical um, imbalance, what that imbalance is, if you know about it, but if not, yeah, obviously yeah. you're not a and doctor I'll, or anything, but <laughs> I, I'll give you my YouTube certified, yeah. uh, <laughs> like not actual medical, uh -huh. you know, I would still go and research it yourself, but, um, just from my understanding of it, um, so actually ADD and ADHD were separate things. And then now they've just called it ADHD. Nowadays, okay. So it's not just ADHD. Um, and I had a hard time actually switching that cause I was like, yeah, I have that ADD thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
the, they just classify it as ADHD. Um, it is a sister symptom or not sister. It's like brothers and a sibling of mm -hmm. things like bipolar, schizophrenia, okay. um, some of these other mental um, illnesses that need, they, it's recommended to have additional uh, like stimulant mm -hmm. or uh, non-stimulant drugs that will neuro, uh, uptake norepinephrine, I can't even talk, uh, uptake inhibitors mm -hmm. um, to help you just function properly. Um, and it, it, it manifests in so many different ways. Um, for me, it's definitely an emotional regulation thing, okay. you know, and a learning thing and an attentive thing. And like when I was, uh, in meetings, um, like I would just always be like, I would need, I actually do still do this. So like, I try to take as many meetings walking now, mm -hmm. um, where I'm not like, especially if I'm not actively mm -hmm. like engaged in something. Um, I, if I'm just sitting back and listening and like inputting just a little bit of information, I get like really antsy and I like fidget spinning and mm -hmm. stuff like that kind of stuff. So, um, that would be uh, a, a big thing for me. Uh, one thing to, to kind of draw out with ADHD that from my understanding, again, I'm no, <laughs> I'm no medical professional, mm -hmm. but uh, your brain drops in uh, dopamine uh, into your, um, it, or your, your brain releases dopamine into a sac. And that sac for normal people, it slowly releases through that sac. Mm -hmm. And that allows you to feel great about yourself. It gives you that reward. Uh, in your brain that says, I did that. You know, you mm -hmm. lift your weights and you get done. You're like, man, I get that. Well, right. in ADHD people, that sack, it just goes into it and out of it. So then you're constantly looking for dopamine. And this is, I mm. think, a bigger conversation in society in general uh, is going to just be down to the fact that, like, if you look at how we are, we're kind of just in, in we could kind of go into this too. Mm -hmm. This is separate uh, from ADHD uh, in my journey, but I did like a dopamine fast okay. um, for like two-ish months, I think. Uh, right around there, one, one and a half, two months, I, I completely like cut out as much things as, as I could that would uh, inhibit dopamine other than things like exercise, which is arguably like not really dopamine driven. It's, uh, I think other, if I understand it, other chemicals actually release that actually give you the feel good um, portion of that. But, um, but yeah, so like we're always constantly on cell phones mm -hmm. like looking for that release. So for me, um, how I saw that manifest in my life is I was always playing video games at, mm -hmm. like intense video games that would get my, my attention. I was always doing things to give me that dopamine release that I was, that I, cause I couldn't keep it up mm -hmm. and I wasn't using the proper, I wasn't properly, uh, medicating. Well, we should talk about med like what granted, cause I talked about, uh, doing it as natural as possible. Mm -hmm. I'll kind of go over that too. Um, but go, getting into a more, uh, again, a better sleep schedule, a better, um, vitamin schedule, a better nutrition schedule, exercise schedule. Like you get, you start incorporating that before I was doing that. I was sitting here like just every, I would do anything and everything that would give me a release. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't have that when I wouldn't have that, I was like itching, like angst. It's like a drug addiction. You yeah. know, when, you, when you're not get, take, getting the hit, yeah. you're, you're all, all, all you, you get consumed with, where's my next hit? Where's my right. next hit? I need like, that's all I'm, I'm looking for. And so then it's just a constant, like that's not living or experiencing life really in a lot of ways. No, that's just I was very unpleasant. No. Yeah. You're just extremely unpleasant. <laughs> Yeah. And I was just going through the motions. Life was mm -hmm. good. Like mm -hmm. I, I, like last year, I made the most amount of money I've ever made. My career, like wise, I've made mm -hmm. the biggest moves in the last year. But like that 
what does that matter when your mental's like right what does that what does that mean if you it was like what do you have to sacrifice you know and that's, yeah. i think about that a lot and and how a lot of times i think we overemphasize that sort of success mm-hmm. because so many times what do we see that that ends up doing is people neglect their families or their yeah. friends and for that and it's like good and we all say good for you you know your business grew but it's right. like but, but did you, you, what did you give up yeah what did you have to give yeah. up now you're going through a divorce or you know you're now you haven't seen your friends in six months and it's like we undervalue i think the human side of living and and reduce life to just how much money you can get into your bank account each year and it's like it's so much bigger than that and you find you find that deeper fulfillment too when you realize that and start chasing something else but yeah yeah i mean i lost i lost a partner through all this i would Mm say uh Although people didn't know it, they, I was telling actually a friend just last night, I was like, I felt like I was in like complete, like almost a psychosis, like craziness and it would, you would never know it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think even my partner understood it. And I told, I mean, I told her I was the most stressed out I have ever been period Mm -hmm. ever in my life. And I don't know what's going on. I can't pinpoint it down. Um, and I did have to, I was forced in a way with the, the, um, the ending of the relationship to actually have to like sit here into like my current journey, which is like mm-hmm. a lot back into personal growth to make yeah. sure that I'm addressing things that um, there's a good, great book I'm reading right now actually called uh, the body keeps the score. Mm-hmm. And it actually talks about how trauma um, in relation to ADHD and how trauma can make a child look or act ADHD when in reality it could be if they, trauma, if right. you could mm-hmm. resolve the trauma. <laughs> right. So like, um, and that's why when we, when we go to, and this is a personal, I, mm-hmm. I don't want, I'm not a medical professional, obviously. Right. Um, I think that medications are great, um, for their uses. Um, and so personally, I only take Adderall, mm-hmm. the stimulant I have right now, um, one to three times a week in the last month, I've only taken it once a week. Uh, this is the first week I've taken it. I've taken it. Um, I'll be taking it three times this week. Um, just a heavy workload of mm-hmm. what I got to get done. And then uh, it was also part of a fact that I tried caffeine again a couple weeks ago to see, like, for a week, if I were to drink that same amount of caffeine, what would happen? Mm -hmm. Would I still have the, um, like, I I had a lot of anxiety issues and this and that. And, like, seeing what happens and seeing if, like, is this a sleep thing? Like, it's Mm -hmm. all, like, testing the waters of what is what kind of thing for me and making sure that I got that. So I'm curious to see how that unfolds over a longer period of time because I've only been doing that for about a month now um, where I, I was like, okay, well... You know, I, and I don't take Adderall um, and the caffeine together. It's just not good yeah. for your heart. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to test test the waters in a way, but also like understand like what that means. So like, I mean, obviously on on a stimulant like Adderall, I'm very like in tune mm-hmm. and like able to just put things in place. And the way I, I could say is like, if you almost had like a game where there's a line mm-hmm. and there's like all these moving boxes and you have to just hit the like hit the button when all the boxes are. Mm-hmm. line up on the line and they're all moving at different paces and speeds like that's what Adderall kind of does it's like everything just kind of goes zoop and like right here uh, and I'm just like okay mm-hmm. I can my, my thoughts can can function better uh and everything and and you know the, one of my thoughts on that too within my personal growth journey is like what does that look like when you know for, through potential trauma that I had as a child right of even just to what I told myself as a child right yeah. we all have some sort of trauma I, I, I at least I believe um that we have some sort of thing that we were told or we told ourselves Mm -hmm. that affect our future life. But you kind of go through that and not going through it with a proper uh, mental state and like growing through that. Like how does that affect you down the line where now I'm at 34, like Mm -hmm. dealing with this stuff that I should have been dealing with at 17, 18 or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, 
that was kind of um, got, got real off topic there. But <laughs> no, 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 that's good because that's I think that's an important part of it, and that's that's the whole point of the series too. Is because I'm specifically I specifically want to hone in on people's struggles, people's tragedies. Sometimes I, I feel like tragedy can be an overstatement. I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but it's just all encompassing, right? Focus in on that because those are the things that can grow us and can help us address issues, right? Like this, this whole process for you has helped you address stuff that goes back over a decade now. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't addressed then. And I think, I think we've come to believe that like we need to avoid... We, 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 we just try and run away from our struggle, almost. Right, right. You know, I think that's the general thought. Whether, whether conscious or unconscious, I think that's something that, is, that permeates society now and that we really push for is, like, obviously, naturally, as humans, we want to maximize pleasure, minimize pain. We want to be as comfortable as possible. Right. But in some ways, we need to not just let that blindly run, like, run our lives. We don't right. want to just let that take the wheel because that's going to lead us on a path on, of, of going through things, not dealing with them, and just having these, these things that act as, in some ways, almost like a ball and chain. And you're like, why, right. is, why is it so hard to walk? Why am I walking so slow? And it's like, well, you have this thing that you haven't dealt with that's right. dragging behind you, you yep. know, and that you need to take care of. So no, I think that's, that's, that's awesome, kind of outlining that, that timeline. But Yeah, I think that, uh, to go piggyback off what you mm-hmm. said, is like, I think there's so many people that cope with so many drugs like mm-hmm. whether legal or illegal. Oh, and, and that's, and that's, I mean, that's the way of our medicine too, is like, oh, you've got something wrong with you. They you don't say, this, they don't say, yeah. what does your diet look like? What does your daily life look like? What, how much sleep are you getting? Right. It's, and maybe some doctors I'm sure do this, but in large part it is, oh, you just need this pill. It'll fix you. And we don't stop to think, you know, there's a way for humans to like optimize our health and, and there's certain things, habits to build, but we don't, stop to consider where am I deficient in my life? And we just take it as almost like there's just something innately wrong with me. Yep. Like, because I here, I'll ask you, I'll just go ahead and ask this. So is ADHD something that is purely say like genetic or hereditary that just happens? Or is it also something that can be conditioned like type two diabetes? You know, if that yeah. makes sense, like type one yep. is usually hereditary type two is something that you can induce upon yourself yeah. and then also reverse though, if you're really digi- diligent, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how that, how, how, where that plays with ADHD. And obviously I'm not a medical professional, mm-hmm. but everything, uh, cause I'm just taking in things. Uh, and I, I think you might agree with, uh, the way this happens mm-hmm. being, having spirituality about yeah. within Christianity mm-hmm. too. And we've had conversations about that is like things have kind of like come to me at mm-hmm. the right time. If that makes sense, the right yeah. books just like layer onto layer onto mm-hmm. layer for my learning and growth. Um, that I'm in right now and um, things I'm coming across you know you have like I said granted I haven't finished the book and I just heard this this morning what you know says you know that this this trauma could potentially affect people to make them have ADHD symptoms or Mm -hmm. ADHD Mm -hmm. Um, scientifically uh, everything I've come across is that um, it's the being that it's in the family of those other um, mental illnesses mm-hmm. like bipolar. Like my uncle has bipolar. Okay. So um, there's there's that. Like my my grandma almost I can guarantee had mm-hmm. ADHD. Um, I, maybe even bipolar. Okay. Um, and so like and looking back now I see all the things where she would cut out caffeine all the time. Because uh, for people like me, caffeine just it it makes me wired into be really good at work mm-hmm. and doing things and being sparky and like quick quick witted, but also like it put it adds a layer of anxiety on for me mm-hmm. that I now can recognize and like 
kind of self-regulate, I guess you could say a little bit better. Okay. Um, which is just to kind of jump off topic, but meditation has been huge for me mm-hmm. now too, is just meditating for 20, 30 minutes a day. And like doing that has been a huge thing as well. Um, so yeah, going back to it though, like scientifically, every, the majority of the data says like you're born with this and your family okay. usually has some form so of it. So it's usually something, it's kind of like how... Like in my family, there's the, the alcoholism gene mm-hmm. and like, that's why my dad never drank. And that's why my grandpa, my dad's mm-hmm. dad never drank because he was one of nine and like all of his brothers struggled and suffered from alcoholism. And so some of them, some of them drank themselves to death. Like, mm-hmm. and so recognizing that, and, and that's something that we now know is like, you kind of are more predisposed right. to it. And so right. it sounds like it's really the same here. Like it kind of falls in the genetics a lot of ways. Because that kind of goes down the, the topic of like, is this our struggle at life? Right. You know what I mean? Like, is this, is this what are the cards that we were all dealt based off of if it's genetic, like from mm-hmm. alcohol or whatever, that we get the choice to move past this mm-hmm. or dive into and mm-hmm. just continue the cycle? Right. You know, like that kind of thing. I know, I know, um, you know, my stepdad uh, growing, who's my, like basically my dad, mm-hmm. uh, growing up, um, I call him dad. Um, he, his father was an alcoholic. He didn't touch alcohol mm-hmm. at all because of it. Um, you know, like you have all these different things. I'm, I'm pretty confident my mom uh, has uh, a bit of ADHD in herself as well. I think it came through that side of the family, not like my, my biological father yeah. personally, but um, just from my, granted, I also don't have experience with that, you know, my uh, biological mm-hmm. father's uh, family at all. So there's like all these, uh, to go back to the question, it's, there's everything, everything that talks about, they talk about scientifically that I've come across so far is that it's, they point directly to genetics, okay. but then, um, and most of those same things talk about, you know, stimulants, but there's also a very large portion of people coming up now, psychiatrists, psychologists, and doctors that are coming up now and saying like, well, actually like, here's other things that help out a bunch with that, mm-hmm. you know, that again, help out with everything. And then we've yeah. already kind of gone over it's that. It's the nature now. and nurture. And so, but it's just one of those questions too, because sometimes, because I very much, when we've, we've touched on this is that the culture that we have now and the world that we have now, because I, um, is more than ever, I think, prone to exasperating those who are predisposed or have some form of ADHD. Right. And so, you know, sometimes you, we look at things and it's like, okay, the question has to be asked. We're seeing, say, we're, I don't know if we are, but I assume that more people now than 50 years ago are diagnosed with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, because 50 years ago, they didn't, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, this kid's just a little hyper. Like, you know, there's nothing, he, he just needs to go play or something. But um, is that, and I think, and I think there's that, that struggle, but I don't think it's, you know, 100% nature, but I, or 100% nurture. It's obviously there's, there's, there's the foundation in, in the nature side of you. Mm-hmm. Like it's in your family history, but at the same time, and it's probably in a lot of people's family's history, but at the same time, um, you know, the way that things are structured as far as social media, video games, and the type mm-hmm. of culture that we've developed and live in now, it puts us in a position where it's more than likely you're going to end up suffering from this mm-hmm. because um, the way that, the, the way that we interact with things, you know, like it, it's, it's similar to alcoholism. It's like, okay, you come from a family who suffers from it. And then you come up in a world mm-hmm. where you're all, you know, your family owns a bar type situation. And so right. you're, you're immersed in it then. And it's like, guess what? The chances that you succumb to that alcoholism now right. skyrocket versus if right. you come up in, you know, more of like a, a, a Puritan type culture or just a culture that is like, no, like anti-drinking, guess what? You're now more than likely going to curb it. And I think what we have is we have, we have 
you know, we were a bunch of alcoholics growing up in a bar, basically, or people right. who are predisposed to right. it. And that's why. Um, so that, that's kind of why I asked that question, though, because I just wanted to know, like, how much is it um, if it was something that is was more akin to like, OK, it's our crappy diet that leads people to obesity and diabetes in mm-hmm. this epidemic that we have. And it's totally preventable versus there's some there's some because when things are genetic, you can only help them so much, right? right you right. more just deal with them and figure out how to position yourself so that it minimizes it versus right. when something is totally on set, like for a lot of people, once they get older, getting into diabetes is like, well, if you would have exercised more, if you wouldn't eat so much, like, and done, you know, there, there are right. clear steps that would have been preventative from even getting to that point. Yeah. But my personal passion wants all the pets right now, of course. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, this podcast is not shy to dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, a couple of thoughts that came Mm -hmm. up on that is like, we, you know, hunter gatherers that are now in a society that has, we don't hunter gather, (laughs) like we're, we're just sitting at our desks all day, half Mm -hmm. the time. Um, and like we have then this angst and anxiety over the, you know, various things. Um, one question actually, I, I just thought about that. I'm going to put you on the spot now. What's your thoughts on what happened before alcohol was made? Right. Cause like. Well, I, I, I think, well, when I, when I actually think about alcohol, I kind of, this might be a somewhat of a cop-out answer, but I think alcohol has more or less been around since the beginning of time. Like as soon mm-hmm. as man could figure out like how to ferment, how to ferment, alcohol came about and then they, you know, like all things, someone experimented and you yeah. know, started drinking this stuff and was like, whoa, it makes me feel good. And we do yeah. that. And so I, I don't know though. I don't know because to me it goes so far back that we're so different that I, I really, I really don't know. I think, but if you want to break it down in the sense of it's a, it's something that lowered inhibitions that that takes away kind of the shame of life in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. You know, you're not worried about tomorrow, and you're just. You, and for a lot of people, it's like I remember growing up in high school. Um, I, I was very much. Just for whatever reason, I was very much like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to drink. I don't need to drink to have fun because what I saw around me, um, growing up, were. A, when you looked around and it was like, okay, yeah, you go to parties, you drink, you get drunk. And I'm like, and I would say, why? And they go, well, because it's fun. And so then I looked at it and said, so to have fun, you have to get in this state. And I was like, I'm a firm believer that you can have fun outside of that. And then and yeah. the joke I always made is like, I get to have fun and remember it. So that's right. a plus. Right. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. I think it's been around for forever, but I, I don't know... There's something, I think it just goes back to there's something about humans because yeah. I think in a lot of ways too, people have that, what we might want to call alcoholism, but I really think it's more of a, an addiction That's or, or, or an yeah. fixation, right? Yeah. Because a lot of times you have people who come from alcoholic families, but they discover whatever drug mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's more like, no, or, or even caffeine, you know, which mm-hmm. is a we, different conversation, but I... I, I lump that into a drug category yeah. because oh, yeah. of how, and that's why I don't drink coffee is because I'm also more of a high energy person. So I never wanted, and I, and I saw, and I was like, I don't want to become dependent on that also. Right. Like, but I drink tea and I take pre-workout. And so like I intake so caffeine, yeah. but a caffeinated uh, yes. pre-workout. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But anytime I do try and get caffeine, there are natural sources as sure. opposed to just cranking it forth. So yeah, I still get caffeine. So I'm not like anti-caffeine, but right. I, I've never, I've always been anti-coffee. You pick your battles. Yeah, I'm also kind of a counter-cultural person, so it's like, oh, everybody drinks coffee. It's like, I don't want to drink coffee, man. I don't want to be like everybody, but. So yeah, yeah, I started coffee, <laughs> and then I just kept going, mm-hmm. and I was like, now I drink decaf, because I love yeah. the taste, but don't mm-hmm. want the caffeine. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That was kind of what I was getting at, though, too, is like the thought that I had to answer my own question, too, is just, I just think there's like addiction no matter what to yeah. something, right? Like We get fixated on things that yeah. we want to consume, and it's, yeah. it's natural. I mean, look at anything. Look at candy. Like, look at anything that is good. What do we always do? We always overconsume it in whatever way, mm-hmm. or we overdo it. And what have we always had to do is we always had to learn to temper our urges mm-hmm. in whatever shape or form they come in. And so I think that's just, and I think that's just a part of, you want to call it the human condition. Right. I just think that's, that's what we have to deal with as humans. Whatever, for whatever reason, we're wired that way, mm-hmm. and um, it's about controlling your urges. But Yeah. I think there's a, a lot to do with, that's a big thing for me as of late when we talk about the growth pattern here mm-hmm. is like self-awareness of this stuff. Okay. So like actually recognizing mm-hmm. when I, I'm stressed out or when I'm uh, not emotionally taking something properly or mm-hmm. um, over-talking someone is a big one with me because uh, especially if I had caffeine, I was just, I was just like, like all the time talking mm-hmm. about things and my mind goes a million miles a minute um, into where I'm already making assumptions of what you um, are going to say, mm-hmm. you know, and then yep. just to try and get through the conversation faster so I can get on with my day <laughs> um, kind of thing is kind of how I feel like it was happening. And it, it took me away from, um, you know, for my lifestyle was great, but it was also like not present to myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was the biggest overcome thing when we get back to like kind of personal topic is like the overcoming of that side of self-awareness, just the simplest things. Um, Emotional regulation, because uh, you're, let me see if I can get this right, the, um, the amygdala uh, yeah. controls your, your emotional regulation, mm-hmm. and that's, uh, uh, basically think of it as a, a crutch when you have ADHD, you don't have the proper functioning of your brain to give the proper, I'm going to but- butcher that, but uh, it doesn't give you, it doesn't give you the same emotional regulation that everyone else has, so when they get mad, they go, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I go into like a internal tantrum, I might not show it. But inside, you're raging. Yeah, yeah. and that's actually something I, I talked about recently on Instagram, too, because I've been kind of, like, throwing stuff on my private Instagram and mm-hmm. having a lot of feedback from people saying, like, oh, I'm so, so glad somebody's talking about this. And there's a lot of YouTube videos out there about this, too, of people that have can share their experiences. But, um, like, masking. Like, I, um, you know, I might have done an emotional, uh, you know, um, triggered, like, event when I was younger mm-hmm. and acted like a child then, but then I got a bad response from my peers, my parents, whatever that would be. So then you start to stifle these things of yourself. You start to pull back on things because, um, you know, for me, I'm, uh, I have a lot of energy reason Mm -hmm. why we can't like, we start talking. Right. Yeah. So like I will, you know, when walking, I'll be like, Hey, what's up? You Mm -hmm. know, in the gym, even and I'll be like, yeah, let's like, let's make this like a family Mm -hmm. style. Like maybe not family, but like, you know, like let's have a good time. Like we're here to work out. Like, but also we don't have to sit here and have like these type of conversations at the gym. Granted, mm-hmm. I think feel like me and you have had a couple. Sometimes we, get we had into a couple, it, right. a couple of good. <laughs> been good. I've had some, got some good but, book recommendation mm-hmm. from, recommendations from you, but like, yeah. So like, just being myself too, going out there can be too much for people. Yep. You know, and to I understand. You know what I mean? So then, like, because I have that high energy, I'm like, what's up? What's up? What's up? Mm-hmm. And other people that like that are like, yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. Other people aren't, and then that can push them away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that I look at that and I say, you know, like that g- comes into this masking of your ADHD symptoms, where you're like, I need to mask that. You know, like mm-hmm. um, another physical thing I shared was I was that drummer right so I was always tapping on something mm-hmm. and to the point that like I, I remember this happening uh at the point when I was in like middle school or high school somewhere in there um I would stop tapping because I got yelled at so many times yeah um that I would start tapping my teeth 
oh. to a beat of a song mm -hmm. or whatever while I was doing other things because I needed I, I need to continue to move. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, part of the reason why I, I took um, assuming that I took Adderall today was because I knew I was going to be sitting here talking to you like this, yeah. and like I don't want to be sitting here like fidgeting around mm -hmm. the whole time like having that thing and that's something that I noticed that that helps that that type of stimulant helps me out whereas like caffeine had, had always zoned me in and I got a lot of stuff done and it was great and I was I was thankful maybe for I'm thankful to, for what I've got right now because I could be learning this at 44 yeah at, you know instead of 34 yeah um wish I would have learned it at 24 but we're You're here. here now yeah yeah mm -hmm. so like um I'm thankful that it, for the journey so far but like caffeine would uh just it would get me into always looking for the next step, mm -hmm. always looking for the next thing and always wanting the next dopamine release because that wasn't actually stimulating me properly. Um, and add on top of that, again, lack of good diet, not good vitamin uh, re regimen, mm -hmm. uh, not, not a good sleep regimen, um, like all these things, you know, like the, you add on all that and it just leads to this really bad space, yeah. you know? So. And it's, and it's, it's kind of like you're in some ways, it's like on, I, I, I always like the imagery of like, it's a Band-Aid on a, on a festering. Right, and, right. And, and, and literally picture like a giant hole, you know, yeah. or like, oh, the whole back of my hand and you put a little a regular Band-Aid yeah. on it. Like, yeah. it doesn't fix it. It might, if it's bleeding from the spot where you put the Band-Aid yeah. on, it might stop the bleeding, but yeah. that's not fixing the problem. You need to get a proper bandage and do that. And that's what it sounds like you kind of came to the realization. So, um, which... I don't know if you established like when, how long I guess ago did this this all this process kind of start or happen? Was it a process over time? Was it kind of like one big moment? Or you talked about it was at the gym, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So that happened in October of 2021. Okay. And we're now what March, almost April. Of yeah, 2022. Um, so that happened like what? How many months is that? Five. Three, three. It's about six. Six. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Um, oh, five or six. Whatever. Yeah. Close yeah. enough. Don't, we don't need I'm, this semantics. Is, this this is a show of approximation. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that happened um, in, in within, I, I say within the last six months. Mm -hmm. um, and it was very eye-opening. I was um, going, I w it just like, it, so one thing that uh, the book, uh, so actually, um, I should go grab that book. Because um, uh, it is good by John Gray. Um, I've implemented some of the stuff that he talks about. We'll make sure to drop a link or whatever. When yeah. We post the show, yeah. So. Cause it talks specifically about ADHD and he specifically wants to go into the more natural side of it mm -hmm. and getting away from stimulants and what that means, like what you need. Um, but he also talks about like temperaments and there's like four different temperaments that you would align with as, as a person with ADHD and what those temperaments need different types of vitamins oh, and minerals okay. in their diet mm -hmm. that would help them to perform as a, a normal human being would perform. Uh, overall, again, all the overarching stuff is still the same stuff I kind of talked about, yeah. but there's other little things like, uh, can you talk about it? Like Tung, Tunga Ali or something like that hmm. is a root, an Asian root, oh. um, that you can take, um, if you have the, uh, the bold or, uh, I think a creative, uh, temperament and that can help with, it's like, he goes more into a holistic side wow. and, and then also gives you a whole appendix of like where he got the data from mm -hmm. and everything too. Um, I got off your question. Sorry, what was your question? Uh, well, I was just talking. I would just talk about the timeline, which you had already answered. But yeah, was, well, in the last six months. Less. Yeah. So basically, yeah. this has been we're six months Maru from kind of your big event. You're kind yep. of falling apart. Yep. Um, and so life. Just to recap, life before that was you were you were getting a stimulant. It wasn't the right stimulant, and you weren't even 
I mean, since okay, since since getting out of adolescence, getting out of the household, did you mm. maintain that like you did did have ADHD or not? So I didn't believe I had it. Okay. Like I didn't even accept it. That's the weird thing is like when my last partner had been diagnosed, mm-hmm. she was like, I got diagnosed with this. Like I I knew there was something like mm-hmm. that I could never you know that just wasn't making sense. And I was like, oh yeah, I have that, that thing, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, but you know, whatever, I'm, life is moving on. It's fine for me. You know, it's all, everything's good. Um, and so that was kind of like the journey for me is like recognizing that and realizing that like, again, I was, I went from soda and pops to mm-hmm. when I went to a Bible school in Oklahoma, um, I started drinking like a lot. I was still on soda and pop and maybe uh, started an energy drinks because mm-hmm. somebody introduced me to them. And then it turned into from that when I came back and went to, uh, college to in I was in Wisconsin but went online um, I was in coffee shops a lot and I had I, I'm not I'm the type of person I'm gonna buy something yeah you know what I mean like I like even if I walk into a gas station I'll be like I'll grab a Gatorade then or something you know like I don't know right um and so like I was buying coffee and then I started getting like I mm. I had some massive headaches massive I remember that being a thing and that was a thing I had to cycle out of is like the caffeine consumption Mm -hmm. um, and recognizing like I was drinking way too much caffeine to stay up because at the time I was also working full time. I had my wedding photography business, which is a full time gig in itself. I was bartending and I was going to school full time. Wow. In my 20s. So there was like a period where I was just always caffeinated, always. The whole, my whole 20s is just feels like a blur at this point, which Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure like a lot of people can say that, but, but yeah, so then I... I had that, and then I switched over from um, coffee back to energy drinks because it was easier, and I could like walk with it. I just it, less prep time. Mm-hmm. You know, I just walk walk up, grab a can, and I'm ready to yep. go. You know, versus like uh, ca- coffee, you had to brew it and all that stuff and wait. So um, I was doing um, my I was doing daily walks at that time, uh, five miles a day, and I still always I consistently did that for the last five or six years of the walks, um, but. Yeah, then uh, it turned into energy drinks, and then that's when the uh, finally it, it all kind of came crashing down um, on me in the end there, and, and uh, it, it was just really it was a weird process, um, and it's a lot of it like uh, I'm trying to make sure I separate you know my my current personal growth from mm-hmm. ADHD because it's more ADHD driven, but um, I think the a big process for me was uh, getting off the of caffeine altogether to recognize and realize mm-hmm. and reflect for a bit there. And then um, when I got on a stimulant, it was like, I, I remember the first few days I like, I, I cried for the first time I have ever cried in probably five or six years. Oh man. Um, I um, actually, and, and multiple times, like I was like, wow, this is like, like, wow, this, these moments are actually touching me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to sit. I remember that was the weirdest thing. I was able to sit uh, with my roommate and my ex at the time, uh, on the couch and just sit there and watch TV and not be doing anything else and be completely engaged into that. And I, I was like, Whoa, this isn't me because Mm. I would be doing something right. Phone. Let me just bring my laptop out. You're reading a book, posting on Instagram and watching. Right. Right. I'll be doing something else. (laughs) And, and I still do that to a certain extent because my hyperactivity is still there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm on the lowest dose of Adderall too, for the record. I only have 10 milligrams. Um, so it is the lowest dose that they're going to give you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did try a non-stimulant one that didn't really, really do things for me. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was a weird journey where I had that happen. Um, there's just these little things along the way. And, and 
I'm again, trying to be cautious because I do know a lot of people that uh, in my journey now, when I open up to them about this and you, it's funny how you open up to people and then mm-hmm. like you start to attract in, mm-hmm. like I was saying, kind of even with the books, like you start to attract in all these other things uh, too, and people too, that have their own stories and have their own journey. And, you know, people that have been on Adderall for years in the past and gone off or people that are still on Adderall and what they found that helped that and this and that. And um, I would say, you know, it really, my journey kind of transitioned from um, being kind of oblivious to my own self to being extremely, or or at least trying to be extremely Mm self-aware of myself and be conscious of these things so that I can potentially elongate my journey, but also not in my life, but not like, and not depend on this stimulant if I don't have to, Mm -hmm. um, and try to see what works. And that honestly just takes time, you know, but at the core, again, those vitamins I mentioned, healthy eating, all those habits have been pivotal for me to maintain a good emotional regulation is probably the biggest way it shows up. Um, if I don't have any sort of stimulant, it's usually within, uh, being able to be attentive and not be Mm -hmm. super fidgety. Okay. So that's, so it sounds like it's a little bit more complicated than like any hyper person. It, It manifests slightly different in different ways. So you, I mean, and the thing is we don't want to have to discover things through tragedies, like, you know, passing out at the gym, then going to the doctor, like, what the heck just happened? Like, you know, almost dying. But because um, we are all kind of just stubborn brats in a lot of ways, just naturally, like, especially to ourselves. I was uh, in a book I was reading recently. He goes, try and make yourself do something. He goes, half the time, he goes, you can't even make yourself do things. How many times you say, I'm going to, I want to go do this, or I need to go do this. And then you don't do that. Or you say, I don't want to do this. And then you do it. And I was like, interesting point. I never really thought about it thought about it in that yeah. sense but we're all um, it's like we're all running if we're not if you're not mm-hmm. searching inside for your own stuff yeah we're all kind of running for something yeah somehow. if you're not if you're not willing to you know be honest about mm-hmm. what's going on then you're just we naturally are kind of like well i gotta like i gotta live like i gotta work right. and so when we figure out how to manage right. with our problems and then really deal with our problems and then work past them work through them so it, it sucks that that had to happen to you this way but it sounds like you're pretty glad for it because like yeah. you said you know better now than at 44 54 yeah. you know i of course wish it would have been at 24 but better late than never and better now than ever so um one thing i want to ask you though is I guess more on the advice column, like you, it took that, you know, passing out of the gym to, to kind of wake you up to what was going on with you. Mm-hmm. So in hopes of that other people wouldn't have to get to that point, like what are things that people should be aware of and maybe how do they approach it? Um, if they're trying, if they're, if they're maybe wondering the same thing or if they listen to this, they're like, Oh, am I, am I like that? I don't know. Like what's something they, they can do action step wise. sounds like for you, I mean, cutting, you cut out the caffeine and mm-hmm. you cut out different things and then mm-hmm. you reintroduce, reintroduce them. But I guess, what would you, what would you say to someone who maybe it was in your position and is totally oblivious and just thinks, you know, doesn't think they have, they have maybe this issue, this deeper issue going on. Yeah. I think that, um, I think being open to yourself and trying to make sure that your own personal growth, uh, like in general, is going to be a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like being hungry for more, not just complacent with where you are. Yeah. And I would say even before then, before the crash, let's call it, um, I had been very uh, into podcast books, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I was constantly trying to grow myself, always looking for ways mm-hmm. to grow. 
Um, but it's hard to know what you don't know. Yep. You know, that's the biggest thing. So, I mean, I would say like in some ways I would actually say like go to a counselor or therapist, Uh like that kind of stuff to try and help you process that stuff through. Um, if you can't yourself, Mm -hmm. um, that might open you up to, to that kind of stuff. Get some counsel, uh, from an unbiased person. That's not like going to shift the conversation like a friend would, you Mm -hmm. know, like they're always, it's always going to be a thing. Um, I think that would, that was huge because I go to therapy as well now too. Mm -hmm. Like I started that in the last six months. Um, to try and like have a, an even ground of like, you know, to, to go through and, and have somebody outside of myself go like, Hey, you know, maybe you should look into this. Yeah. You know, like maybe you should, should consider this. And that t- took time actually, cause I had gone to a few therapists before, um, and get through that process. Um, so I think that, that would be a big thing that people can do. I think being open to yourself and, and trying to really, really dig deep, dig deep. Um, it's unfortunate that stress does create growth. So like yeah. we can either cause our own stressors on a daily basis. I feel like by stressing ourselves out over mm-hmm. nothing, um, or we can try and actually like stress ourselves to the point that we actually like grow. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's like, there's positive and I look at like positive and negative stressors, like, right. Like I had a crash and burn to have to have a stressor to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's easier, but harder. So, like, it's easier in the way that something spurs you to say, hey, you need to figure this out. It's a smack in the face. Right. Someone hits you in the face, you're going to be away. You're like, you're like gonna... whoa, what the heck? This is painful, right? <laughs> uh-huh. So, it's, it's hard because it's painful and mm-hmm. it's, it's like, you know, you got an immediate wound that you have to figure out what's going on. Um, but then on the flip side, I mean, I was already on this path. Yeah. Uh, even six months before my, my, um, my uh, crash, let's say. Uh, I was on this path of personal growth where I was like, okay, who am I at 44 mm-hmm. that I'm at 34? Like I was like trying to, you know, define all this stuff um, that, uh, that I had going on. And so, but the path was a lot slower because I wasn't just aggressively like into that, into that and, and like really focused on my self growth mm-hmm. and finding what works. And for me, um, I think the biggest thing sometimes is, and, and you took it like, like talk about like, trying stuff out is a big thing just being playing with curiosity of your own body and seeing Mm -hmm. you know trying something for a month and then okay let's try something different try something for a month try something different you know and introduce like i didn't want to i had a bunch of these vitamins from that book uh and i didn't want to introduce them all at the same time right because if i do that i'm like well what worked and what didn't you don't know which one is doing the good and which one possibly is doing harm right so like i i was and what ones honestly like do i really need to spend money on on a vitamin (laughs) if i don't need it right like so um, so that was a big thing that I think that was big for me is, um, being kind of like a, in a playful attitude of like, okay, so like, like this week I'm on Adderall for three days mm-hmm. of w- this week, yeah. but the last month I'd only tried Adderall for one wow. time each week, mm-hmm. you know? And then la- uh, it was last week I had caffeine, um, from like the weekend before and on days I didn't have Adderall, I'd have that through the weekend and see how that affected me. So I was like, and then I, now this week I dropped caffeine back out. I go back to no caffeine, but then I, I was like, okay, I do have to get work done. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I had Adderall, you know? So uh-huh. I was like trying these different things that work out and like kind of notating and journaling, like what's going on in my body and like mm-hmm. making sure that I'm aware of that. As similar ha- things happen for a lot of people that have dairy or gluten allergies, you know, like their body uh, doesn't uh, take that very well. And, um, and so that, uh, that portion of it, like you, they, a lot of times people, doctors have a hard time diagnosing that too. And so then they, people just take it out of their diet and then they reintroduce slowly. Is it dairy or is it gluten? Is it, you know, this or that? And having that, you know, be a a transitionary process. Mm -hmm. And that's 
we're all in we're all in uh, in process yeah. right? to a certain extent. So having an open mind to that process mm-hmm. and being like, okay, where can I grow here? You know, I think would be a big thing. Well, sadly, that is, uh, that's all you get, but I believe that that is still a substantial amount and a great conversation. So I, I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you able, were able to pull something away from it. I know I pulled a lot away from that conversation. I want to again, issue a thank you, huge thank you to Ben for being willing to come on and talk about that. I mean, that is very much for anyone to come on and talk about their personal journey in any way and particularly around something like in a serious event, <laughs> crash and burn like we said in the episode is really hard to do and I don't know if you mentioned in this or if it was later in the lost recordings but you know he, he, he talked about how he's a really he's a relatively private person and he normally he really is only opened up to his his circle of people so this is the first public I mean front, completely front face facing out there for anyone and everyone um, recounting a reflection of his experience and, and what he's taken away from it. So that's a big step for anyone to take. So uh, thank you to Ben and thank you to everyone who listened. I, I, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to come on and tell your story or a story, you have something to say, um, you know, you can DM the show, you can email the show, or if you, you know, wanted to provide your feedback on this episode, maybe something that you pulled from that or how it helped you. I would love to, to know because uh, I mean, even if this helps just one person, uh, even if really, you know, you may not, most people don't reach out in those instances, but it's good. It's, uh, it's nice to have the feedback when someone's like, oh yeah, I like that because you know, it's positive feedback that you're doing something right. But regardless of that, I think I'm going to still pursue this. So that uh, does it for another edition of blessings from tragedy. So please, please reach out if you yourself have a story that you would be willing to share, or if you know of a story or you just want to come on and kind of share your your life experience that's the thing about this is i don't want you to feel like this has to be some extravagant major major event obviously that's kind of the the motivation behind it but at the same time i'm not talking to i'm talking to everyday people people that i have befriended that are just that i start to find out their story and that's something i'm realizing is that everyone really does have and, you know, an interesting story in, in one aspect or another. Uh, I myself have always looked at mine personally as being kind of relatively boring in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm like, I've got the average shoe shots, shoe size, I'm average height, average weight. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm, I'm the middle of the bell curve in a lot of ways. And so a lot of times I always kind of resented a little bit of my life because I was like, I don't, I didn't have any major overcoming moments or, or, or serious tragedies like that. But uh, and I think we all kind of maybe think, you know, we're not that interesting, but really when you sit down and start talking and when you're able, when I'm able to sit back and listen, even though I still talk a lot in these interviews, it, it really is eye opening. And a uh, part of this though, part of the motivation is not just necessarily major, super deep, you know, super overcoming stories. Those are great. I mean, Dennis's story was amazing, but also just everyday stories, right? In a lot of ways, I think Ben is just an everyday story of, of sort of how we, talked about navigating life and he had this big eye-opening moment and I think ADHD is is a really really common thing or ADHD like symptoms is something that's very very common and especially in today's world with how our culture is and and things are you know, things work so 
um, because that's that's another big part of this is I want I want it to be a reminder that we're not we're not in this alone and we all have struggles one way or another and we should not downplay them but we should deal with them and, and hopefully look to learn from them because um, we will we will grow and we can get better and if we if we ignore them I mean like we saw with Webin where he kind of ignored it and was honestly too busy to deal with it. Uh, well, in, in one way or another, usually it eventually will come to the surface and you'll have to deal with it. And whether, whether you like it or not, and sometimes that's in really hard ways. Like for him, you know, he had to go to the, the the hospital and go to his doctor and be like, look, I passed out at the gym and had a big experience. So the hope is that in sharing these stories, you know, it'll maybe wake some of us up to some of our own inner workings or, and there were things in our lives and, uh, but also maybe help us learn to grow from those and acknowledge those. So Anyways, that's enough of me soapboxing here at the end. So thank you, as always, for listening. And, and please let me know if you have a story that you'd be willing to share, would like to share. I'm actively always going to be seeking more of those. And whether it's a blessing from tragedy or you're, you're a young entrepreneur like Caroline was on a previous episode. And, uh, you, or you just want to come on and talk. Because you, you have something. You may, there, maybe there's something you want to discuss with me. Maybe there's something you want to debate with me. Anything and everything I'm open to. I definitely think that conversations with multiple with you know more than one person are more beneficial than just me rambling here because I'm uninhibited unchallenged and it's just me myself and I and then your ears so I think it's always more beneficial to have two people talking than one but uh, let me know it's the rambling viking at gmail.com or the rambling viking podcast on instagram and facebook you can also follow me there i will post with all new episodes monday wednesdays and fridays bringing you fresh doses of weird each week three of them to be exact so thank you as always for being a part of the hanyak horde this is your head hanyak signing off mm-hmm.